We'll get going here in a minute. What's up, all? It's Big John Americana, The American Way, on Twitter and Getter. Find me at the real underscore Big John. Let me light one up. And then we'll talk about old Nance Pelosi <laughs> possibly being died, being denied compute communion. No, she didn't die computing. She might be denied communion. Uh, and we had another mass shooting. All the opinions are out there. But I want to talk about Joe Biden's speech and his uh, supposed gaffe about Taiwan. I don't think it was a gaffe. So, like and I was saying, we had a little guitar solo there. Oh, Nancy Pelosi. Dear sweet Nance. <laughs> There's a word I bet you've never heard said in conjunction. So, Catholic communion. communion. Let's be, be a little respectful. Uh, at the church... That I go to, um, I don't really know. Well, I go to two churches. One's non-denominational, so they do whatever the hell they want. <laughs> and the other uh, is First Christian Church, and I don't. I just go there because it's a good church, and uh, so I don't know the doctrine real well. But they they preach the Bible, and that's what matters. Okay, the name on the front of the building doesn't matter it's what they're preaching is what matters that being said uh the churches i go to they have communion every week and communion <coughs> along with baptism uh communion is considered your you know sins being forgiven and the blood of Christ and the body of Christ being broken for you and your sins um, that's really a basic way of saying it but it and of course it was part of the last supper with Jesus and the disciples now uh, in the Catholic religion it's things are a lot stricter um, and so this thing with the Archbishop of the San Francisco Diocese saying Nancy Pelosi should not be allowed to have her communion, it, it does follow Catholic dogma or doctrine. I don't think in Catholicism they call it dogma, but I would call it doctrine to make it simple for you guys. Um, when I Google searched uh, Catholic Communion, uh, it says Holy Communion is the central, central sacrament of Catholicism and the centerpiece of Catholic Mass, a ritual 
memorial of Christ's death on the cross, which the bread and wine are said to be transformed into his flesh and blood. Now, I was taught in Presbyterian church and then in other churches that I've gone to that it's a symbolic thing. There are Catholics that believe when the, the priest blesses that wine and that bread, it becomes the literal flesh and blood of Christ. And I'm okay with that. I'm just informing you all. As long as you're not worshiping at the United Church of Satan, I'm cool with most of what you believe and interpret in the Bible because God's the ultimate interpreter and getting right with him is what's important. I are no expert, although I've gone to church pretty much my whole life and read the Bible cover to cover a few times, but not an expert. God is the expert. So, let's look here at another little tippy topic before we talk about Nance, old, old Spaker Pelosi. In the Latin Catholic Church, people may ordinarily receive Holy Communion if they are Catholic or properly disposed, properly disposed in quotes, and if they have, quote, sufficient knowledge and careful preparation, end quote, in order to, quote, understand the mystery of Christ according to their capacity and are able to receive the body of Christ with faith. So you have to understand the rules and the laws of the Bible and Catholicism, uh, or according to Catholicism, in order to receive Holy Communion in the Catholic Church. We all understand that, right? So, Associated Press, and this has been reported everywhere, I just chose AP. <clears throat> Whew. Archbishop Pelosi will be denied communion over abortion. <clears throat> Conservative Catholic Archbishop of San Francisco said Friday he will no longer allow U.S. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi to receive communion because of her support for abortion rights. Archbishop Salvatore Cordeleone isn't that, wait, Don Corleone, no, Cor de Leon. okay, not Corleone, I thought that was the godfather for a sec, Cor de Leone said in, uh, said in, what is it, Archbishop Salvatore Cor de Leone said in, he sent Pelosi the letter, I think they have a little misprint, here, I don't think the word in should be there. Thanks, AP, for making me look like I can't read. Archbishop Salvatore Cordeleone said he sent Nancy Pelosi a letter April 7th expressing his concerns after she vowed to codify the Supreme Court's Roe v. Wade decision establishing 
a constitutional right to abortion into a law uh, because of the state of Texas law banning most abortions that will take effect if the high court overturns Roe. Cordelloni said Pelosi is never responded. So he's basically saying she does not understand the sanctity of life. This is my interpretation of what he's saying. She doesn't understand the sanctity of life, that all life comes from God, and that she does not understand Catholic dogma or the Catholic doctrine or Catholic rules that it requires to uh, partake in the flesh and blood of Christ. Wow. I mean, that's just huge. That's just like earth-shattering. And honestly, I'm glad this archbishop stood up for their uh, religious beliefs. You know, uh, you know, politicians are not above God, even though a lot of them think they are, both sides of the aisle. They are not above God. Um, I think the archbishop was knocking her back down to earth a little bit. You're not God. You're not better than everybody. You know? Uh, if you want to study and research the Catholic uh, religion and Catholic church, it, and I'm not talking about the priest and little kids nonsense, which you'll probably find in a lot of Google searches, but I mean, really get into studying Catholicism. Uh, I have a friend who, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago, converted to Roman Catholic. Uh, and he went through the whole process, and I respect him for that. Before that, he he was, like me, just a religious guy. Uh, but it's a very interesting religion, and it's a, a very beautiful religion when it's practiced properly. But it's got a lot of very strict rules, and a lot of it involves, in order to get to heaven... And not spend eternity in eternal damnation in a lake of fire. You have to follow rules. And you have to try to live as Christ-like as possible. Which we should all be doing. Um, to switch gears a lot a bit. But lead into my thing on upcoming on Biden. Uh, you know, I think a lot of these shootings and massacres and problems we have are because we've turned into a secular society and taken God away and now nobody fears an ultimate punishment nobody fears that when this body stops breathing there's going to be a reckoning and you're going to either receive punishment or you're going to receive well done, my good and faithful servant, come into the kingdom. So, without getting too far off on that, Nancy Pelosi denied Holy Communion for not loving little babies, unborn babies. And we love the born and the living ones as much as we love the unborn ones, by the way. So, going to do a little change of gears here to talk about some President Biden and his address to the nation. 
I start, well, we'll talk about it after the break. <laughs> start to jump ahead and sideways and every other ways. So, just some highlights of President Biden's address to the nation on the uh, horrific uh, Uvalade, Texas uh, shooting of innocent lives and beloved children. Uh, Where I was getting going before we took our little break there to reset things uh, and kind of flush my brain and whatever, take a, take a toke, a stogie. Um, we don't have any respect for life in the world anymore. Uh, we don't believe in an overarching higher power and punishment for our sins or evil deeds. Even if you're a, a non-religious person or an agnostic that just believes, well, yeah, there's some people that believe, well, there's got to be something up there. There's got to be some higher power, but I don't know what. Even if you don't believe any of that, well, because you don't believe any of that, you're going to go ape shit, bat shit, crazy, and do whatever you want to on this earth. Live like a wild animal, like a heathen, like a mongrel, like a monster. Um,. And I'm sure, I know there are good, nice-hearted people that are atheists, but I'm making a point. Let me give you an example. This had nothing to do with gun control or shootings or anything. But I have a friend who's been, um, went through a lot of trauma in life. Allegedly... He grew up a Mormon, but I never knew of him to go to the Mormon church and not picking on Mormons. But he just turned up one day and was like, yeah, I don't believe in anything. I don't believe in any God or I believe in God, but I I believe differently than you do. Uh, And that's fine. You can believe differently than me. But he thinks that there's nothing after this life. He thinks he's a scientist. Hell, he thinks Bill Nye is a scientist. But he will honestly tell me, yeah, when this life's over, there's nothing else. And so I'm going to do anything I want to here. Now, he's not going to go out and kill people. But he's, he's, well, no one knows who this is. He's cheated on every girlfriend and wife he's ever had um, with... I better be careful because I was with that one girl myself. But he didn't use a prophylactic I did. And now they have a kid. And he got this uh, dancer, entertainer, you you know what I'm saying? Uh, Knocked up, impregnated. And she wanted to get pregnant by him because she she loved him. And she told me... uh, Oh, I just had a kid with some guy and, uh, you know, I thought he would marry me and it's like the old days. Well, then I find out it's my buddy. <laughs> well, anyhow, uh, years later, I found out it was my buddy. Uh, anyway, so um, 
you've got people that say, well, there's nothing on this earth, after this earth. And that's a lot of the reason we have problems. My buddy was engaged to what we thought was a decent woman uh, before he impregnated this other woman. He already had a kid with uh, the decent woman they had been engaged to for years. And I'm like, bro, you got everything I've ever wanted in life. You got a stable job. You have good relationships with good women. And yet, because you don't believe anything comes after this, you're going to monkey screw around with everything because you're horny. I get horny too. I have sexual relations too. I do everything every normal human being does. But there's a point where I say, God, forgive me for uh, sex before marriage, even though I still give in to the temptation. God, forgive me for looking at websites and pictures maybe I shouldn't look at according to God's law. Uh, all adults, by the way, no little kitty shit. Uh, but we get to this point where people will just openly and happily say, I'll do whatever the hell I want because there's nothing after this. Um, the Uvalade thing, I think if we prayed before problems occurred, we wouldn't have the problems, period. And we wouldn't have to have our thoughts and prayers and candlelight vigils afterwards. Okay, it's a big thing now to say, oh, your thoughts and prayers, uh, what good are they doing after something's happened? Well, if you went back to a time before one atheist took prayer out of school and we prayed every morning, said the Pledge of Allegiance and One Nation Under God, and all of that, like the, the olden days, and they still had problems back then, I know, but if we believed in a higher power, if we believed in God Almighty, you wouldn't have problems because you'd have a fear, a healthy fear of something comes after this and you're going to have to answer for your deeds. Now, Mr. Biden's address to the nation, I started out very impressed. I'm like, wow, he's acting presidential, and he was coherent. <laughs> Isn't it bad that I have to point that out? For the first quarter of the speech, I mean, I was really heartfelt, and I shed some tears for these people in Uvalade, because I can put myself in their shoes, uh, being somebody that it is a school board member and uh, I am responsible for the safety of young people. That being said, um, Biden, some highlighted things here in his speech. Um, he, he said, you know, parents who will never be the same. To lose a child is like having a piece of your soul ripped away. 
there is a hollowness in your chest. You feel like you're being sucked into it, suffocating. It's never quite the same. It's the feeling shared with the family members and the community members that are left behind. Scripture said the Lord is near to the brokenhearted. So many crushed spirits. Tonight I asked the nation to pray for them. That I thought was beautiful. I was really proud of my president at that point. Uh, as you know, he had a son who died of cancer, Bo Biden, uh, died of cancer. Um, and I believe it, at his heart, Joe Biden is a human being. And, you know, I rip on the man a lot. A lot of conservatives do. Um, but I, I do believe he has a heart and a passion. Um, I think at times it's misguided, and I think at times it, he wants to be too much like Joe Kennedy and has spent a lot of his life just trying to get to this point to be president and be in the spotlight. But at the same time, I do know there's a human being under there. And that really showed through when he said those words that I just read. I really felt the man and saw the man behind the Joe Biden uh, mask, the, the politician. And that was very, very uh, heartwarming to me. Um, and then within five or ten words, he broke my heart. Uh, he turned this political. And we knew it would turn political, but... I was hoping that it wouldn't. You know, I remember that great Ronald Reagan speech. And all, the Space Shuttle Challenge is obviously a far different incident than what happened here. But when Ronald Reagan said those words, the those astronauts broke these earthly bonds to touch the face of God. Oh, my goodness. I mean, I can still remember that off the top of my head. And I was like... In elementary school, what, first, second, third grade, somewhere in there? And I can remember him saying they broke their earthly bonds to touch the face of God. We'll never have another president like that. So Biden turned this political. He said, as a nation, when are we going to stand up to the gun lobby? Well, plenty of people in this nation already do stand up to the gun lobby. And... Recently, the, I can't remember which manufacturer, but the, a gun manufacturer just gave a huge uh, legal settlement to the parents of Sandy Hook. Uh, the Sandy Hook mass shooting where 20 some first graders were murdered by a psychopath. Um, you know, the gun lobby has been stood up to. Uh, he said, when in God's name are we going to do what needs to be done? It has been 10 years since I stood up at a great school in Connecticut where another gunman massacred 26 people, including, uh, including first at Sandy Hook Elementary School. 
I think he meant first graders. Since then, there have been over 900 incidents of gunfire reported on school grounds. Um, I don't know what the fact check is on that 900 incidents. One is one too many. We'll just leave it at that. Um, and of course, they always invoke the name of Sandy Hook because a few right-winger idiots said, that, well, it didn't happen. There were indiscrepancies in the stories and blah, blah, blah. Uh, I'm not going to go there. We know it happened. We know that Sandy Hook was a tragedy, but that's been the cry of uh, the anti-gun lobby for years. My thing is, what if, like, one... Well, in this... Texas shooting, it was a unique situation, but what if there were more armed people, good people with clean backgrounds, stable mental health, that were trained and knew how to use a firearm? And I'm not just saying that like specific people should be trained. If you're going to own a gun for self-defense or for hunting or for recreation, you should get as much training as you possibly can in how to use that weapon. Because you're going to need that training and that muscle memory when the time to defend yourself or maybe defend others comes. Let's look at a, a mass, mass shooting in, as an example. When that time comes and you're at Walmart or the mall, or there are even malls left, I don't know, you're in a public setting and you see Jack the Ripper, the psychopath, coming up with a semi-automatic rifle to do harm, or you see him with a pistol. You can do a lot of harm with a, a pistol. It, it doesn't matter. You see that bad person coming and they're getting ready to shoot people that you know they shouldn't be shooting. You have to have the, the memory, the uh, muscle memory. You have to be trained to act. Your training has to kick in so that you can save your life and others. Okay, That's just in my opinion, in my little perfect Big John world. You have to train yourself so when that moment of crisis comes, you don't think your muscles and your brain react and your training takes over your mind and your body and you save lives. All right. <clears throat> He said, when we passed the assault weapons ban, mass shootings went down. The idea that an 18-year-old child, now 18-year-olds are children. Okay, an 18-year-old child, he says, uh, can walk into a gun store and buy an assault weapon is wrong. Man, when I was 18, I was an adult. And I had been doing adult stuff like buying my own lunch at school or washing my own clothing at the laundromat for a few years and my you know my family preparing me for 
life on my own. Now we're back to calling, we're calling 18 year olds children. No, 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 no. When you're 18, you're a responsible adult. Now this responsible adult 18 had some mental issues. We see him dressing as a woman. He was a transgen transvestite, transgender, whatever you're supposed to say now. This dude had some mental problems and more will come to light. But he was a responsible adult. Whatever gender identity crisis, gender dysphoria, whatever major mental malfunction he had is no excuse. And calling him a child is making an excuse. And that's what Biden had to do was make that excuse. Uh, I remember when the I was real young. I was in high school, but I remember the assault weapons ban with uh, the Clinton administration. And I don't remember a lot of mass shootings before that. Even still, the Columbine High School shooting was under the Clinton administration. They did not have assault weapons. They had handguns and they had homemade bombs. They had bad parents and severe mental illnesses. He goes on to talk about other nations. Uh, on his 17-hour flight back from Asia, he said, what struck me on that 17-hour flight was these kinds of mass shootings barely happen anywhere else in the world. Why? They have mental health problems. They have domestic disputes in other countries. Obviously, again, he's trying to blame the gun. The gun, the gun, the gun, the gun. Um, and you can't. Yes, because we have more access to firearms in the United States, we're going to have more problems. Because we have more people, we're going to have more problems. Because we have more freedom, we're going to have more problems. But you don't punish the millions of good people for the asinineness of one. Thank God. I wish this man, this, uh, I can't remember his name, Ramos, oh, Salvador Ramos. I wish he would have lived to, to receive more punishment, but he got the ultimate punishment being killed by a state or a, a Texas Border Patrol agent. Uh, from what I understand right now, uh, it was the Border Patrol's version of a SWAT team that was one of the first units there. And that's who uh, killed this asshole. Now. Props to Governor Greg Abbott for having extra security and patrols near the border because you got a mass influx of law enforcement right away when, when there was an active shooter and a bolo uh, and the police were in pursuit of him and almost stopped this from happening. He just got far enough away from them 
after he murdered his grandmother to do this damage. We don't know if he intended on going to the school or if he was just going to go to some public place and shoot a lot of people. Uh, but he was being chased by the police and crashed his truck and then took off on foot. And maybe the school was the first thing he came across. It would have been no better if he would have come across a Walmart or uh, a busy restaurant. Don't get me wrong. The destruction of life is terrible in any way. But again, blaming an inanimate object is not the way to go. So Biden took a beautiful speech. What started out as what could have been a heartwarming moment to draw the nation together and then used it to divide us along this line of gun advocates, gun owners versus peace-loving people on the other side. We that advocate for gun freedom and gun rights are painted as the demons. These people that hate guns and hate us are painted as the angels when we should have all been brought together as Americans and peace-loving, God-fearing people. So with that, amen, hallelujah. I'm not going to talk about the Taiwan thing because I've gone too long, but God bless y'all. Pray for one another as always. Pray, pray, pray. Go to church, go to church, go to church, get saved. And I love you guys. I'll see you next time.